Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 139 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Help us receive the nugget of wisdom you desire us to receive today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what's happening in Luke chapter 6. We've just read about the showbread David ate that came from the high priest Ahimelech from Nob. And now we read about Jesus telling the Pharisees about it here in chapter 6. I've been waiting until these two instances occurred relatively close to one another so you could see the Old and New Testament collide once again. As you continue on in this reading journey, you'll see how the whole Bible is so connected, even though there were hundreds and sometimes thousands of years between them. Jesus continued to do good works, works of healing on the Sabbath, which of course always enrages the Pharisees. Then he spent an entire night in prayer before selecting his disciples. Jesus sought the answers from his father in prayer, just as he encourages us to do as well. He teaches us the power of prayer as he prayed for the men who would start the church and spread the gospel once he departed. He even prayed about the one who would betray him, for this had to happen in order for him to save us all. Verse 19 shows us the power of God and says, And all the multitude were seeking to touch him, for a healing power was all the while going forth from him and curing them all, saving them from severe illnesses or calamities. Imagine Jesus having so much power within him that even his clothes had healing power flowing through them. We read the Beatitudes, which remind us we are blessed. I used to think things in life had to be perfect before I felt blessed, but then we read the Beatitudes and find we are blessed when things are far less than seemingly perfect in our world. The word Beatitudes means supremely blessed. We are supremely blessed, my friend. Let us praise God for all his wonderful blessings. As you read about these blessings, pick out one or two that are meaningful for you and write them down on note cards. In verse 28, Jesus says, Invoke blessings upon and pray for the happiness of those who curse you. Implore God's blessing, his favor upon those who abuse you, who revile, reproach, disparage, and high-handedly misuse you. This may seem difficult to do, but if we think about Jesus hanging on the cross in excruciating pain, praying for his accusers, we may be able to offer the same mercy. His sacrifice and prayers saved us all. Verse 36 says, so be merciful, sympathetic, tender, responsive, and compassionate, even as your father is all these. We start the second letter of Peter today. The theme is knowledge, as the word knowledge and know are used more than 16 times. Verse 2 has an amazing definition of the word peace in the Amplified Bible. It reads, may grace, God's favor and peace, which is the perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Yes, may peace be ours and may it be multiplied as we grow in our knowledge and understanding of God and his son. Spend some time reading and rereading verses 5 through 7. There is a rhythm and sequence to being guided to the ultimate goal, which is love. Peter tells us to use every ounce of effort in exercising our faith to develop virtue, excellence, resolution, Christian energy, and in exercising virtue, develop knowledge, intelligence. Imagine that we can develop intelligence as we exercise our faith. Then he writes, and in exercising knowledge, 
Develop self-control. Develop steadfastness, patience, endurance. And in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness, piety. Imagine that. We can develop self-control, which helps develop a godly spirit. Lastly, he writes, and in exercising godliness, develop brotherly affection. And in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. Where do you find yourself in this sequence? Wherever you do find yourself, it's okay. It is interesting to me that there are logical stepping stones to love. So if you are struggling with loving the unlovable, first pray for the ability to love them and then refer here to these steps, knowing that one is built upon another. We may slide backwards during different seasons and for different reasons, but always remember the ultimate goal is love. Let's see what's happening in 2 Samuel chapter 15. We have read some Psalms where King David is very sorrowful because his son Absalom and his counselor Ahithophel betray him. Today we read about how this occurred here in this chapter. The why isn't mentioned, but it has to do with the affair David had with Bathsheba. She was Ahithophel's granddaughter, and when David had her husband killed, he actually killed his grandson-in-law. Apparently David's actions were not forgiven by Ahithophel as he sided with Absalom. Absalom spent four years gaining the trust of the people. Then he asked his father if he could go to Hebron, where he was born, to pay vows to the Lord. His deception continued with lies. David didn't know his plot was in motion to overthrow him from the throne. While Absalom was offering sacrifices to the Lord, King David was told of the conspiracy. He fled from Jerusalem and initially took the Ark of God, but sent it back with the priests, telling them that if God was gracious to him, then he would be back to see it once again. However, he also said God could do what he thought was just and right in this case. King David walked in all humbleness away from his crown and waited on the Lord. He did, however, send a spy back to Jerusalem. Hushai went to meet David en route as he fled, but David told him to go back and tell Absalom that he would serve him as he served his father. Then he was to tell what he heard to the priests who would send their sons back to David with news. In chapter 16, David is met with Ziba, who was Mephishbosheth's servant. Remember, he was Saul's grandson, Jonathan's son, and was being taken care of by David. Ziba came with food, donkeys, and water. He told David that Mephibosheth was elated that his grandfather Saul's kingdom was going to be given back to him through the rebels. But this appears to have been a story that Ziba concocted because later when David returns, it isn't the story that Mephibosheth told him. This was just one more hit that David took as he left his kingdom. To make matters worse, a man from Saul's family started cursing David and throwing stones at him. David's nephew asked him if he could kill this man, but David said no, and the cursing and throwing stones continued. David acted very humbly in this as he said, let him alone and let him curse, for the Lord has bidden him to do it. It may be that the Lord will look on the iniquity done me and will recompense me with good for his cursing this day. His words today speak a word of humbleness to my spirit. May you receive this word today if it speaks to you as well. Meanwhile, Absalom is making very poor decisions based on poor advice from his counselors. Psalm 139 is written by David. Some suspect while he was just a shepherd boy. He writes about how he is known by God, how God knew him before he was born, had all his days written down and all his words were known before he would say them. Yes, our Lord is an omniscient God. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Let us pray for God to show us more of ourselves so we can learn and grow to be more like him. And may we praise our creator. The last number of verses show us David's disdain for unbelievers and those against God. He calls them his enemies. From the very beginning, David was passionate about the Lord. Let us pray. O Lord, you are powerful and mighty. Thank you for showing us more of your power today. 
May we walk in your power and your grace. May we find you to be merciful yet mighty. May your grace be upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.